Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach and I'm joined from a safe social distance by Christian Garcia. What's up, man? What's up? How's isolation treating you? <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm kind of feeling it. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Like I'm feeling like, it in a good way. Yeah, like I get to binge watch shows, I get to play video games, I get to study and no one bothers me it's been kind of i don't know may, or maybe i'm just convincing myself that i like it i don't know <laughs> it's really nice to have like the perfect excuse not to go anywhere you know what i mean like, like so you play what 12 hours of video games like uh yeah i'm doing what the government told me to do and i'm a hero not uh, yeah not all heroes wear capes some of them sit in a pile of their own filth in their room that's, yeah. what, that's what i'm doing to do my part being re- responsible so are you are are you still working though? You still go in occasionally, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's, we're on for a week and then on call for a week. But Got it. I mean that that's what it is right now. But I'm actually I'm just... working more now than I did before all this crap started. Uh, Damn. Yeah, it's it's funny because I got promoted to a nice position where you know I'm uh, I'm basically a, a trainer and. Um, I got promoted just in time for all this stuff to happen. And they're like, well, we're not uh, going to spend time training people. So just go help the stores. I was like, damn it. I haven't <laughs> I worked I, my way up I to worked, not do this shit. Yeah. I was, I was finally free. And uh, so I didn't have to talk to another customer. Now I literally talk to customers all day long. And uh, some of them are cool and uh, some of them are terrible. Um, but uh, I guess that's how uh, that's how people are in general. So. It's, the way I look at what's going on is that this is bringing the best in people and the worst in people. Yeah. And yeah. amplifying what was already there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And for those of you who are those worst people, I hate you. And, yeah, uh, fuck you. Go go lick some doorposts and uh, get coronavirus. Um, We had a good no, time. No, no, honestly, like, it's like there's no, there's like, just be civil. They're like, we're, yeah. we're all, like, I understand you're having a shit time, but we're all having a shit time collectively. Let's just respect that we're having shitty times and just try to be kind to each other. Right. Yeah. Let's get through this together um, and try not to be such a fucking asshole about everything. Right. You know, it's like the, the people who I deal with who are the worst are the ones who expect business to be operating like normal. Even though we're in the middle of an unprecedented uh, global emergency, like uh, so, we had a guy who placed an order for something five minutes before he got to the store, and he pulls up, and we do a curbside pickup thing. So I'm like, "Hey, man, you know, what's your order number?" He's like, "Well, I just placed the order five minutes ago, um, uh, so I'll just wait until it's ready." I'm like, "Well, just so you know." It takes about an hour to two hours for things to process because, you know, here's a little peel behind the curtains. When you place an order online to pick up at a a local store, doesn't matter what store it is. It takes time for your payment to process. Then it pops up on a report at the store. Then someone at the store goes, finds that product, scans it to say that they found it and tags it to to make it ready for you to pick it up. So it's it's the same process. Whether you're buying, you know, alcohol or electronics or toys or whatever, and uh, so this guy's like, "Well, that's ridiculous. It, what, why does it take that long?" I was like, "Well, <laughs> yeah, I tell him the process that you know it takes. It takes you know 
almost an hour for it to process your payment because it's you know we're, the system is overloaded because all business is online now when you know normally like you know 10% of business is online now 100% of it is online does, that, does it, like isn't it ridiculous like there's a great Louis CK bit where he's talking about how like information goes from your phone into space into a satellite back down into space back down into your phone and like that alone should get them to understand. Like, do you understand, like how, like fucking, like it's a long thing. The the fact that it happens in an hour, like you should be fucking grateful, right? That you're getting that shit. It's an amazing thing that we take for granted every single day, you know. And for all of us who are flooding Amazon with orders right now, you know, so what if your Prime membership doesn't take two days anymore? It's an amazing thing that that even a week later you get something that you never saw, you never picked up delivered straight to your door for, you know, crazy prices. Anyway. So he's like, well, this is ridiculous. You know, if you want to, you know, if you, if you were interested in customer service, you would go in there, find my item and and bring it out here. I'm like, (laughs) I was like, well, I mean, uh, we're running on a skeleton crew. Um, and you know, there's a million orders out there. He's like, you guys aren't even that busy. I'm like, uh, okay, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, you just sit here and wait for your email. Uh, once you get the email saying that it is ready to pick up, we'll come out and bring it to you. So uh, you know you can hang out here for ten minutes if you want, or you can hang out here for two hours. As soon as can you like the dickheadedness? Yeah. Of like to be like you know everyone else who went through this process. Yeah. Like I'm better than them. Right. I, I need you to go get it. I realize an entire country, like a thousand stores are doing it the exact same way that you're doing it. But I want to be the special case. So uh, please make an exception. And so he's like, fine. Well, I'll wait here for, I'll wait here till 315. That was like 15 minutes away. And if it's not there, I'm just going to cancel the order and take my business elsewhere. I'm like, all right, man, like, cool. well, have, have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you know what he like ordered? Your like your candy or whatever fucking headphones you're buying is yeah. not going to make or break us, dude. Get the fuck out of here. You know what he ordered? He ordered an Ethernet cable. So get fucked, sir. <laughs> get out of here. Um, yeah, it's, you know, but then then I've also had people who, like, and, you know, you know, again, I work at Best Buy. And at Best Buy, we're not allowed to take tips, right? Because, you know, it's supposed to be a commission-free, tip-free experience, right? But some of the people who have been coming up have been offering, and I've been offered tips before, and I'll be honest, I've taken tips before. Um, but, you know, normally... You might want to edit that out. I don't know. Nah, it's fine. It's fine. No one cares. Um, but, uh, it, you know, I will say that some people who are super nice and super understanding have been offering, like, $20 tips to people, which is crazy. And, and, you know, I do appreciate those people. Those, those guys are the people who really understand. And of course, you know, we're not, we're not taking them and stuff. There's no need for that kind of stuff, but man, it's, it's just amazing the difference between someone like that and someone who, you know, I had a lady pull up today who was like, uh, excuse me, all these other cars are being helped before. There's like three other cars that came in after us. And I'm like, look, we have a system where, you know, we're helping cars, in order from like the back to front kind of thing. You know, there's a, a bunch of par- parking spots laid off. And I'm like, look, and I, and they were complaining as I was walking to their car to get their information. 
I'm like, just <laughs> calm down. And then I'm like, well, you know, I give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're they're getting something important, like, you know, laptop for the kid to school at home, or, you know, like some sort of uh, appliance that they need to cook, you know, meals for the night or whatever. No, there's a PlayStation Four, uh, so those people can get fucked too. You know, it's, it's just, like my kid would not leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. I need him to be fucking distracted and stop talking and ask me some stupid goddamn questions. Really? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, uh, thanks for picking up those essential items. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> enough of that uh, quarantine talk. Uh, let's get things back to normal, as we always do, with some nerdy confessions. Um, uh, what's your nerdy confession? I, I think you and I have a very similar, similar category that we're covering today. Uh, but probably in different ways. So yeah. um, you had gotten Final Fantasy VII early yesterday. I don't know how you managed that. Uh, we um, started selling them at 3 o'clock at Best Buy. So I was going to digitally download it. And, uh, I did have to wait till midnight for it to process. So I just I just bought it. And then um, I thought it was just going to automatically start downloading at midnight. It didn't. So Ugh, uh, yeah, I just I woke up and I was like, all right, fine. I'll start downloading it and i was like okay three hours it gives me enough time to you know it's not going to download the whole thing three hours but it was going to yeah. give me enough time to you can masturbate three it. times you know it's no big deal whatever you know marathon run through it I, god it takes you an hour for each <laughs> holy shit well, i need to recover <laughs> so, drink some gatorade oh yeah, you yeah. Know, stretch <laughs> hydrate get it uh, yeah exactly um so i was like fuck it i'll just start watching um ozark it was yeah. next and I haven't played Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> I just got stuck. I was like, oh, I need to. I need to see what happens next. I was like, holy shit! Well, I can't just end it there. I'll watch one more. And like, well, fuck it. It's probably still downloading. I'll just watch one more. And <laughs> all the streaming of Ozark is slowing down the download. Might as well watch another episode. Yeah. So I haven't ended up playing. I'm probably gonna play after this. Um. So yeah, I just. Now, all the fucking shit I was talking yesterday about being pissed off and how much I wanted to play, I just yeah, that's how good Ozark is. I don't know if you started watching, but it's fucking great. Season I, three, I started watching the first season, and I just like it's one of those shows where I have to really be in the mood for people fucking up their lives, um, <laughs> and you know I'm not always in that mood, so it, you know I haven't really finished Ozark. I, I haven't finished season one yet. Um, oh my god! But it, it is a good show. I will say like. You know, the acting and the story is nuts. Um, Fucking Jason Bateman has so much range and he's direct at least season three. I don't know if he directed season one, but he's directing season I think, three. I think he like, did, or at least a couple episodes or something. It makes sense because it actually, the vibe and the like the color scheme and the darkness reminds me of um, The Outsider, which he did. So, right. man, like, this, I, I want to see this dude get a has – he, has he done a movie? I don't know if he's actually directed a movie, uh, but it'd be yeah, great. I, th- I like, think he did um, – if I'm not mistaken, I think he did the one um, – it was like – it was like where he uh, – some, like, friend from – well, not a friend, but, like, a person from his past brings a, like, gift to him, but then, like, becomes, like, a stalker. And obsessed with him, kind of thing. That makes sense because it has kind of like the same vibe, and also yeah, um, that very like, like cre- that very creepy, like unsettling vibe kind of thing. Let me see if I can find it real quick. As a director, yeah, he did Ozark, Outsider, The Family Fang, which I've never heard. Bad Words, oh, Bad Words was a good one. Um, he's done some Arrested Development. 
Oh, actually, or, I guess he didn't do that one. Dude, he directed an episode of Family Matters in 1997. Holy. <laughs> That's crazy. And Two of a Kind, uh, which was an Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen uh, series. He did an w- episode of that. So he's got some he's got some directing chops. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, this, it seems like every project he's gotten has been improving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, my narrative confession, also related to Final Fantasy VII, is that I never f- finished Final Fantasy VII originally. Like, I what? never, I never had a PlayStation. I I went from I had so here's here's my systems that I had. I had an Atari, which I don't I don't remember which one it was, but I do remember playing it. Then I had Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo sixty four, and then after Nintendo sixty four, I went and got um. I think I got a PlayStation two and then at some point I bought like a used Xbox, which I played for like, you know, two months or something. And then, um, from PlayStation two, I went to PlayStation three, um, Xbox 360, PlayStation four. And that's where I am today. Oh, I have a Nintendo switch, but I never had, I never had a Sega Genesis and I never had, um, the Sony PlayStation One, the PS One. Wait, wait, wait. So you never pl- like Sonic the Hedgehog? You've never played it. I've I've played it because friends of mine had it, and that was back when you used to go over to a friend's house and actually play a game. So I played so Altered Beast. I've I've played I played Altered Beast in the arcade. That's where I remember Altered Beast from, which was awesome. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog, I played. I remember, uh, I think my cousin had a Sega CD, so we played the Cliffhanger game. Um, so that was a really, really fun one. <laughs> Just climbing a mountain. Um, but yeah. Have I, you ever played a 3DO? 3DO? No. No, I never played that one. I played. That shit was fucking weird. I remember playing a Virtual Boy uh, at like a store when they had like a, uh, you know, a demo set up that you could actually try out and it just hurt my eyes i'm so red um but uh yeah i never had i never had a playstation one so i never played final fantasy um seven specifically but my what I, about final fantasy tactic nope never played that either dude that's one of my favorite i've, ne- games I've of never i've never finished a final fantasy game um the closest that I've gotten is I, I finished Kingdom Hearts one and most of Kingdom Hearts two. Um, so, do you think you'll be able to run through this? Uh, I don't think I'll be able to run through it, just judging from what I played last night. Um, but I am super into it. I mean, now I did play, I did play Final Fantasy seven when uh, I got a PSP, and um, I. It was one of those ones where you download like the original game, so it was like it looked like shit. Um, <laughs> it, you know, had the. What are you super- talking about? The little club hands? It looks like he's got <laughs> yeah, he's got, for little, hands? He's got little about? balls for hands. Yeah. Um. So I played that, and I started getting into it, and I was like, you know, I have to play this game. I, you know, I'm gonna lose my nerd card if I don't, you know, actually play this game. And I played. Um. I forget what the game was called now. I think it was uh, uh, Crisis Core, I think it was what it was called, which is like a prequel, and it plays with like, uh, it's Cloud's mentor, I forget his name. Um, so I played that, and I really enjoyed that. And um, But 
so I started playing Final Fantasy VII, and then I told you know producer Brian, our our old friend producer Brian, I was like, yeah, man, I'm you know getting into Final Fantasy VII. You know, I've I'm I'm finally gonna finally gonna beat it. You know, I'm it's it's been you know at that point it was like I don't know fifteen years, ten years in the making, and he's like, oh man. Dude, when Eris dies, it it's it got me so bad. I'm like, what? Why? Why does he have a knack, a talent for yeah. ruining <laughs> shit for people? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, well, everyone knows that. I'm like, Brian, I I literally told you that I was playing it for the first time, <laughs> and and I I don't understand why you would say that. And so. After that, I was like, you know what? Fuck this game, <laughs> and I like never played my PSP again. It's still like sitting in a drawer somewhere. He uh, has this ability <laughs> to do like when he ruined a big thing. Uh, I, this was what like maybe six years ago. Yeah, maybe. in Spider Man, I, I had like I think a year's worth of comics of Spider Man that I was going to run through that I collected that I just I hadn't gotten around to. And I think it was on the podcast. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm super ready like, to run through. And he's like, oh, dude, when Peter Parker dies and then fucking Doc Ock takes over, I'm like, what? Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what compelled him. But, uh, yeah, that was disappointing. So now I am looking forward. I did download. Well, I, I didn't download. I, um, I bought the game hard copy, which I've been doing digital mostly. But um, this one, just because it was there and ready to go. Um, 80 gig dude it's a uh, fun fact it's a two disc game um which is a, a super throwback to final fantasy four uh final fantasy seven which was like four discs i think i think yeah i think it was four discs yeah yeah and so it, it was really strange having to install the file off the first disc and then it's like install done insert the play disc and now i'm playing off of another disc um i will say it looks absolutely amazing I mean, I remember when the movie. Remember when Final Fantasy? Uh, what was the movie called? Um, I, I know what you're talking about, but yeah, it, it, it was, was great. the Final Fantasy movie that had nothing to do with any of the Final Fantasies that we wanted. You know? Um, oh, are you talking about the one that um, that was like the most expensive movie at the time? I believe so. Yeah, because uh, there was another one. I think it was Advent Children. Advent Children. Children. Yeah, Advent Children was good too, um, and that was that was basically. Uh, tied directly to final fantasy seven um that was great i need to rewatch it that yeah was, that was and that was that was great too i remember that was like cutting edge cg this one looks even better than that which is crazy to think that you know we've come so far i remember when advent children came out and we were all like dude i wonder if video games will ever look this good and um we were like oh uh, yeah probably never you know and it's funny because now now we're playing that it you know oh the the spirits within I think is what the other one was called. that's what it was yeah and I remember on that one there was a there was like a you know how DVDs used to have like little secret menus and stuff yeah um, on that one the you, Easter eggs and stuff yeah Easter eggs and stuff on that one there was some way of doing it where uh, you could see the cast all the CG characters dancing Thriller from Michael Jackson yeah. Thriller <laughs> I saw it it was really creepy yeah it was it was creepy. Um, but yeah, so it, it was very interesting to see how far game graphics have come. I mean, like skin and eyes and, you know, hair all look so amazing on this game. 
Um, and it, it, one thing that I really enjoy, I was never a big turn-based RPG guy. Um, Pokemon was like my only one that I could deal with for some reason. I don't know why that one, like I was okay with, but every other turn-based RPG I just hate. Um, but what's cool about Final Fantasy the Remake is you can actually select if you want to do it classic style, which is seems I, I haven't played it, but I've heard it's more of a turn-based RPG style. Or you can play it more action-based, which is very similar to how Kingdom Hearts plays, where you're actually like hacking and slashing, but then you can cast spells and do special moves and stuff. Huh. Um, and I don't know which one I'm going to do. I would recommend the action-based one because it's really, really fun. And, you know, running around as Cloud with his big buster sword and everything is... Can you switch mid-gameplay? Uh, I don't know. I haven't tried. Maybe in the options menu. It, basically, huh. you pick it when you're selecting like your difficulty level. So, um, I imagine you can go in to your settings somehow and change it. But yeah, I would uh, I would definitely recommend the action based one. It, it's a, a lot of fun. Um, the game is not it's not easy for sure. Like you have to like really learn how to take down certain enemies and things like that. Um, but it, it's it's fun so far. I'm re- I'm really excited to get into it. I'm wondering if they're going to do like a lot well, of, I don't know if I want to say stuff and ruin it for you. Um, I guess I won't ask. <laughs> I mean, from what I understand, it it is the same essential story. And like from what I remember from playing Final Fantasy VII, like the, the first level is very much the same. Um, where ah, fuck it. I, I, like I'm wondering, I don't think it's going to ruin anything for you, but I'm wondering if they're going to do the Chocobo breeding. Like to get the, oh, yeah. uh, the I do remember that ball. watching my friends uh, play that. I don't know. I don't know if they will or not. And I'm wondering if they're going to do the Knights of the Round Table Summon. Ooh, yeah. I bet they will. I mean, that was such an iconic thing. Even I know about that. Um, though I think I remember it. I think it was in in uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts 1, if I remember correctly. Knights of the Round, I think it was called. Um, and then I, I did watch my friends play it back, back when it first came out on PlayStation. I would you know, hang out at their house after school and watch them play through it. So I remember the Chocobo race and the Chocobo breeding and trying to get the golden Chocobo and everything like that. Dude, it was a struggle, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I didn't get very far into it last night cause you know, I was tired and, uh, didn't want to play it all night long kind of thing. But, um, it, you know, I haven't gotten to the real open world, rpg aspect of it so far it's been pretty linear just because i've only played like the first mission really um but uh i'm excited to see where it goes i'm I'm super stoked to get into it it looks so good um the graphics and like they're they do like an opening cutscene where you're like going through the town and everything and you see like the cars and the dust and it's amazing it looks so i I hope you run through it man that is like fucking classic game yeah, I, I'm excited to uh, finally finish it. Um, one game that I'm not super stoked on, um, and we talked a little bit about this. I don't know if the episode will have come out by now yet, but we, you and I both guessed it on a podcast, Take a Knee for Marvel in DC. Is that that's what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. And those guys are great. Uh, check them out. Um, you can find them anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, but we guessed that, that was actually a fun episode. Like, I think we were supposed to do like an hour plus and we ended up doing like two, two hours. hours. Yeah. <laughs> just because the conversation was going so great and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Shout out to uh, what, what was it? Original Scott. Is that what he called him? Kept calling him. 
original Scott, regular Scott, regular Scott and uh, and Oz. Uh, those guys are oh, awesome. Wow. Check out their uh, check out their show. But uh, I brought it up on there that um, all my friends got Animal Crossing: New Horizons, which is a new game out on the Switch right now. And they're all like talking about it. Like I would open up my phone and this group chat I was in had like 60 unread messages where they're all talking about like, oh, I got pears. You got pears? No, I got peaches. Let me get some of them pears. Um, so I was like, you know what? I should get this game just so all the hate that I'm laying on it is justified. So I, I, I know, you know, I'm, I actually know it's not amazing or whatever. And who you, knows? You spent, you spent dollars to justify your hate of something. Yeah. That's that's the kind of person I am. <laughs> I go the extra mile. Uh, but but I also you know I had this hope that like who knows maybe my experience with Animal Crossing in the past maybe was you know so maybe I was just wrong maybe I've grown to really enjoy that kind of game and so I bought it and downloaded it on my Switch and I hate it so far so far <laughs> I hate it I do understand a certain aspect of it which is like. You know, especially for the guys who are working right now um, amid the coronavirus uh, shelter in place. It's nice to come home and play a game where you're just like the most, you know, stressful thing you have to think about is like, oh, I wonder if those oranges started, uh, you know, ha having oranges, orange trees started having oranges on them. Let me go check that out. Oh, yeah. Oranges. Let me go check on the cherry trees. Oh, the cherries. Oh, I'm going to go fish for a little bit. It is kind of like a shut your brain off, you know, just float around with like these animal characters. Um, so I can see the appeal, but it's just like you I, you say that, but I hear the yeah. I fucking don't get it. <laughs> yeah, but I at the end of the day, I really don't understand why so many people are so excited about it. I don't know what the end game is, and I don't understand. Like, it, to me, it's a big inventory control game. Like, remember No Man's Sky? Did you ever play that one? No. So No Man's Sky was one of these games where it was it was advertised as, like, a um, basically, like, an AI randomly generated universe where, like, you would travel to different star systems on your spaceship and no one would go to the same planet twice kind of thing because it would generate a planet in game. And, you know, you're going to see different animals and different plants and different whatevers. Like every planet was going to be brand new, um, which sounds like so amazing to go explore, you know, the universe and explore space. Right. But what it turned out to be is like, you would just go to these random planets where they all very, very, you know, closely looked, you know, they looked so close to each other where there wasn't that big of a difference. Like you went to one planet and it was like, oh, it's kind of green here. And then you go to another planet and it's like, no, oh, it's more orange here. And See, then, when you were describing the game, all I was thinking was like the amount of information and processing that you would need to run that game sounds impossible. And then you explain what it actually was. Like, oh, okay, so they lied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically they lied. Um, and, and basically you would go around and you would find like different rocks, different animals, different, you know, minerals, and you would just collect them. And then you'd have to like deposit them at like a, you know, a, a 
ATM, space ATM kind of thing. And so it was basically a big game all about inventory management. And and it was just the biggest letdown ever. And that's what I feel like Animal Crossing is. It's like, oh, you know, I need to build I need to build this house. To build a house, I need six pieces of hardwood, three rocks, and this and this. So let me go let me go chop on some trees to get the wood. Let me go break some rocks to get the rock pieces. Let me go get, you know, and then, oh, I need more money. Oh, let me go sell some cherries. And it's just like, I don't understand why people (laughs) love it so much. It Um, sounds like a kid version of The Sims. Yeah, it it is very much like that. At least in The Sims, you could, like, let your characters die or have sex with each other or whatever. You know, there's at least some stakes to it. This one is like, you know, (laughs) you just float around and then there's like you talk to some dog person and they're like well howdy there partner uh i got some peaches you want to buy some peaches i'm like god i hate you so much what are you doing here uh but who knows maybe maybe i'll grow to love it i'll I'll keep you guys updated (laughs) as i progress in it i will say it is kind of relaxing i still turn it on you know um like once a day kind of thing to like check on things and walk around but i get so bored so fast with it I'm fun. just looking forward of just watching you go insane playing this game for no other reason <laughs> other than so you can hate it. Yeah, to prove that I've tried it. <laughs> uh, but Final Fantasy, like I'm, I'm like I'm getting antsy right now, getting ready to uh, go play some more of it. So it really shows you the kind of two different uh, sides of what a video game can be. Alrighty. Um, we won't talk any more Tiger King because, you know, the internet is overflowing with uh, Tiger King information. Um, but I did have kind of a, a new idea for a segment that I thought we would try out um, because I feel like right now there's a lot of negativity going around in the world. Uh, obviously, people are out of work. People are sheltering in place. You can't just go out and have a picnic, go to the movies, what have you. So I thought we would try to uh, have a more positive outlook um, with this new segment that I call the best of the best. Um, And kind of the idea for it is that, you know, there's movies, video games, TV shows, comic books, um, where we try to narrow down the very best bit of that content um, and we kind of discuss it. So like, if you wanted to know, like, you know, we'll go over it in a second, but like the very best quintessential star Wars scene or the best, you know, part of Lord of the Rings or game of Thrones or the MCU, what have you. So uh, I thought we'd get, try this out and we'll, we'll each have our takes on it. And, uh, then maybe you guys could let us know your, your takes, uh, in either in the comments to this episode or on Instagram or whatever. But I got a theme song for it, too. You ready, Christian? Ooh. Ooh, this is going to be fun. Ready? Here we go. History repeats itself. Try and you succeed. Never doubt that you're the one. And you can have your dream. You're the best around. Nothing's going to ever keep you down. You're the best around. Nothing's going to ever keep you down. You're the best around. All right. That's from the so karate. you're gonna throw that, and we're not talking about Karate Kid. 
<laughs> we can talk about the best part of Karate Kid. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just thought that, that was very appropriate for uh, this segment. Um, but uh, I, I think, you know, you want to go get guns blazing and start with Star Wars? I mean, that's yeah, that's a pretty big thing to tackle. There's a lot of Star Wars content out there, right? We have the all the movies, um, including you know uh, Rogue One and and Solo, a Star Wars movie. We have the holiday special. We have all the you know expanded universe stuff, the comic books, the video games. What do you think is your quintessential scene or part of Star Wars? So I have a two-parter. Okay, um, that's cheating so already, but. Go ahead. No, 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 okay. Well, and you'll 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 see why. Okay. Um, and uh, I'll probably get a lot of hate for it, but fuck you guys. Um, Jar Jar Binks. Now this is pod exactly. racing. No. Um. So I love the scene with uh, the whole entire scene with Qui Gon Jinn, Obi Wan, and Darth Maul fight. That and, is uh, by far one of the best lightsaber battles of Star like, Wars for sure. I can still watch it and it still gets me pumped like i like i feel like energized like just watching it um you that know what to sucks me, yeah. is that the button that i put the karate kid song on was the duel of the fates button uh that, so, but it, that was one of my favorite like soundtrack songs that john williams the music the, the fighting um all of it all maybe of it this, maybe this is it i don't know maybe this is it Nope, that's the wrong one. Nope, that's yep, definitely not. We it. took it off. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that to me was one of the one of my favorite uh, Star Wars uh, fight scenes. Now, the other thing I was going to say, but this was a joke, but I saw someone put it on Twitter. Um, it's in the last uh, Rise of Skywalker when um, I guess Ben is running to uh, to go help Ray, and they switch the music to um, "I Need a Hero." And <laughs> that is just, pretty good. I need fits, a hero. Dude, it fits so well. And like I watched the whole clip and like, dude, they really could have switched that to it and it would have made that scene a lot better. <laughs> the, that was like the only like note. song with words in it <laughs> all of Star <Right>? Wars. <laughs> it was really good. I, I have seen that video. Um it is amazing. Um I, I think you're right. I think I think the Darth Maul fight scene, uh just judging from Star Wars, you know, where we were when we first saw that, right? Every movie we had, every Star Wars thing we had seen up until then was, like, Return of the Jedi had a pretty good lightsaber battle, but we had never seen anything close to what happened in that scene with the dual blade uh, lightsaber and, like, the jumping around, they're, like, bouncing the swords off of each other. And some people argue that that's not you know how lightsabers were supposed to be but man it was so awesome and so action-packed um i i absolutely love that scene that's a good pick my pick also i think might be controversial because it does not come from star wars episodes one through nine uh i think the absolute best piece of star wars content out there is the darth vader scene in rogue one. Oh, that was pretty good yeah i think First of all, just, you know, the rest of that movie is fine. It's, you know, it's definitely not my favorite, but it's, it is what it is. But that scene at the end, which is like, I don't know, maybe seven minutes long, eight minutes long, 
we finally get to see why the galaxy is afraid of Darth Vader. Up until then, you know, Darth Vader doesn't even interact with that many people. You know, in in episode uh, episode four, New Hope, or you know, Star Wars, New Hope. You know, we see him like choking a couple people. We see him try to like shoot Luke during the trench run, but nothing. And then he gets blasted off into space. In in uh, Empire Strikes Back, he chops off Luke's arm, but it's still a very slow, you know, battle scene. And then in in Return of the Jedi, he he battles Luke, and it's like okay, he's not really interacting. We don't know why so many people are afraid of Darth Vader, but in that scene, you just see how he just tears through normal people because we never really. In everything else, we never really saw him deal with normal people. He was always battling Luke or, you know, the Emperor or what have you. Um, and it was just, man, it was chilling. Just seeing the lightsaber start in the darkness and then hearing the breathing. Oh, it was just so good. I get chills just thinking about it. I remember watching that scene in the movie theater and just the whole theater just lost their mind. Yeah. And at the same time, like I was excited too, but I was like, shut the fuck up. I want to hear everything that they say. Yeah. I want to hear every rebel get murdered. <laughs> um, and that it was just so good, you know, and you saw, and basically what's cool about it too, is it really leads up well to a new hope where you, you see why the guys were in the blockade runner getting ready for the Imperial attack and everything. You saw the moments that led up to that and the moments that led to the stealing of the Death Star plans. It was just so awesome. All right. Uh, let's let's move on to another one. Uh, this, this one might have some different answers to it, too. Um, but Indiana Jones. What? Now, I, I famously hate Temple of Doom, so... I imagine you're just to spite me. You're gonna pick <laughs> no. I like I've never, dude. In all honesty, it is like I saw it as a kid. You know, I obviously you know resonated and connected with short with um short round. You know, like yep. I, I just I love the movie, dude. Like it just reminds me of childhood. It um I fucking love it. You know, like dude, you didn't tell me when Kalima and they take the fucking heart out. I and hate shit, it so much. So good. Uh, so good. I, I don't know if we mentioned it on the show, but uh, do, do you like we the idea? Not. Do you like the idea you of uh, of for Indiana Jones Five, which is coming out uh, or apparently still in the works? You like the idea of Short Round as an adult coming back and joining up with Indiana Jones? Dude, I fucking love it. I'm all about it, one thousand fucking percent. I think it makes sense. And I think um, your your pick with John Cho from uh, Harold and Kumar. I think that's yep. that's a good pick. I like that. It would be it would be great. Um, I think he's totally underrated. I think he would do great in that. Um, yeah, dude, it would be amazing. I, I I'm about it, all about it if it happens. That's, and since we know studio heads love stealing our ideas, like yeah. so hopefully this just gets willed into the universe. Yeah, exactly. So, what's your pick for the best hair or uh, Indiana Jones scene? I almost said Harrison Ford scene. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, um, obviously Harrison Ford would be the get off my plane in Air Force One. Everyone knows that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I love the whole movie. Like, to pick one moment. Um, <laughs> I love the fight scenes, like how exaggerated. You know what? I'll say the fight scene with the really thick um, Indian guy towards the end. Like, cause just because those punches were, like, hella exaggerated, and you just hear the, like. Wait, so, like, so you are like, picking from Temple of Doom? 
You don't have to. Yeah. Pick, you don't have to pick Temple of Doom. There's so I many better. God damn it. <laughs> I lo- that's my pick, dude. I, I fucking love. I don't say it like to piss you off. I genuinely love that movie. <sighs> okay, my pick for Indiana Jones. <laughs> I'm gonna gloss over yours. <laughs> Um, I think when when I think Indiana Jones, I think the absolute best, like five ten minutes of it is the first ones that we saw, um, which is the uh, the ball rolling down in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think we get that scene by itself with him with the idol and getting double crossed. I mean, it really sets the tone for all of Indiana Jones. Where, you know, he's an archaeologist. He's he's all about finding, you know, lost relics and things like that. And uh, he does what he has to do, you know, swinging with his whip and you know, running away from traps and stuff like that and gets double-crossed by bad guys. To me, that is like the best Indiana Jones moments ever. Uh, my, my, my close, close second was uh i think also i think it was also in raiders of the lost ark if i remember correctly when there's a guy with the sword and he's like swinging the sword around and getting ready to uh, fight indian jones them. and he just shoots him and like shrugs and walks away i like Do you that know the story too. behind that scene yeah he had the flu and they had this like whole like scene choreographed. they had a whole they had a whole fighting scene choreographed and then <laughs> i think he, he just told the director he's just like what if i just shoot him I'm fucking sick. I don't want to do this scene. Yeah. And then they filmed it and it was just fucking hilarious. It, it was like, amazing. That yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's another one of those ones that just goes down in history as like, you know, one of these iconic scenes. It just goes to show like if you, if you have Harrison Ford as a director and he, and he suggests something, it's gold. Just go yeah, with just, it. Just let Harrison Ford be Harrison Ford. And odds are you're going to get, you know, some great stuff out of it. Um, what one, why don't you pick a category for this next one? You know, I sent you a list of a bunch of stuff, but we could do anything. I could figure something out on the spot. Um, you know, just cause it's on there. Lord of the Rings. Um, my favorite, and it's another scene where I still get chills. Uh, it's when they're in, um, the inside the mountain and that whole, I don't know. I don't even know. 20 minutes. Yeah. But like up, like even when like uh, Gimli is mourning the his uh, cousin's death, yeah. Like from there, when the, the orc cave troll, like, all of that, like the sound, the minds of like, Moria, I, dude. Like I've watched like most of the behind the scenes stuff for Lord of the Rings, and like what they did to get even the sounds. Because like, I remember in the movie theater when the one pillar breaks and it's tipping over and it's falling. Like I like, dude, the sound. Like it just goes to show in film, like how sound can make a huge, can make it or break it in film. Like, or I almost you know, feel t- like to your point too. Uh, when they're fighting the cave troll, and all the music cuts out, and it's just stuff getting smashed, and the, the yeah. troll and them fighting it. You know, it it makes it so much more tense when there's no yep. music going on. You know, it's it's crazy. And watching that pillar fall and listening to the sound was just like crazy. Like it, like I would, I, I remember feeling tense in the movie theater. Like you know, you know it's a movie, and you know they're gonna be fine because there's got two other ones coming up. But it's right. like you just feel so fucking tense. Like, like I don't know. I, I feel like 
Peter Jackson hasn't been able to repeat that kind of stuff as of lately. Right. But that that to me was just super fucking amazing. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's uh, you know that's all that stuff when they're down there in the mines and stuff with uh, the ball rock and uh, the cave troll and everything. Um, or even when the orcs are like coming out of the woods, work was uh, awesome. My pick would be have to be the uh, Battle of Helm's Deep. And, oh yeah, and Come I on. think you know it's crazy to me like that that scene. I, I feel like there's never been another like battle war scene that's been as good as that. You know, and I forget how long it is. It's a long, it's a long battle when it comes to movie standards. It might be like twenty minutes long or something like that. But just seeing, you know, the fellowship of the ring that we've kind of, you know, grown to know over the past movie, because that was in uh, Two Towers, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, you know, we've heard these, uh, it kind of goes back to that Darth Vader thing, right? We've heard the reputation of Legolas and Gimli and Aragorn. And, you know, we've seen them fight one or two guys, but like, you really get to see like them in action and you get to see the elves in action when the elves come at the last minute to like support them. I'm like, Oh fuck, they really do care. They're like ultra bros. And then, um, you know, there's Gimli and Legolas having their like, you know, bat, you know, their, uh, competition between how many orcs they can kill and stuff. Um, man, it was so good. And then of course, when, when Gandalf comes over, at first light, you know, with the the riders of the Ro- of Rohan, um, with a with a young Carl Urban, I might add. Um, yep. I I really with I, the blonde locks. Yeah, exactly. You know, what's so funny is like I was, you know, he looks so different in that. I didn't realize once I started like following Carl Urban through like Star Trek and Dread and things like that. I didn't realize it was the same guy until I rewatched two towers i'm like oh shit it's carl urban that that to me is the telltale sign of a great actor is uh-huh. like that they change themselves so much and like i mean obviously they can't change the look so much but their personality wise is so different that your brain cannot process that they're the right. same person right exactly the, the way they carry themselves and the way you know like ian mckellen you know who's also in lord of the rings and as gandalf he's all to me he's always ian mckellen you know what I mean? Whether he's Magneto or Gandalf. And he, it's not to say he's not a great actor, but he's not that chameleon like uh, like a Carl Urban or a Daniel Day-Lewis um, or like, I'm trying to think of another really good one. Keanu Reeves, who's always so fucking different in everything he does. Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> I mean. I'm joking. I, I was like, I'm trying to justify that. I mean, Bill and Ted's. <laughs> It's definitely different from, like, The Matrix and John Wick, but that's about it. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think the Battle of Helm's Deep is just, like, to me, is, like, when I think of Lord of the Rings, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm not thinking of, it, you know, Go- Gollum and Sam and Frodo. My only, the only thing that bothered me, and, yes, that is an amazing scene. That was great. The only thing that bothered me is I didn't like how in the movies they turn Gimli into like the comic relief and the joke because in the books he is a complete fucking badass like he gets stuck he gets caved in with like 30 orcs and he comes out alive he just murdered all of them by himself like they thought he was dead like fuck he's caved in he's gone and it wasn't until later on that you know they 
they started going through the cave because they were like, well, we got to bury him. That's fucked up. And they're like, holy shit, he murdered all of them. Right. They like, find like in him the con- and he's got all these like dead orcs around him. Yeah. Like in the in the movie, they had it said Legolas one. But like in after Helm's Deep in the book, like he's like, yo, respect to Gimli. Like he totally fucking won. I don't know. That was the one thing that bothered me that they didn't give him like I felt they didn't do the character justice from the book to the movie. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I think I think they did it. You know, I like the relationship uh, between him and Legolas so much in the movies, though, which there was there was definitely some of that in the book, but I don't think it was taken to like the bromantic level that we saw in the movies, and I would almost I I wouldn't trade one for the other kind of thing, you know. Um, yeah. and then I, I like there, I think it is in that scene too, where he's like, I never thought I'd, I'd see myself, you know, uh, going in, going into my last battle with an elf. He's like, what about with a friend? I'm like, Oh, I love them. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's just, I, they had such awesome chemistry. Um, fun fact, talking about Indiana Jones too. Um, I, I always loved Sala who is the guy who played, uh, Gimli. Um, and so it's kind of funny that, you know, it's the same actor doing both. So, Isn't it funny? Cause that's, he's a big dude. He's, he's a, a big, big, big and, man. And the amount of like force perspective and, and crap that they did in Lord of the Rings to make that and to make the hobbits work is ridiculous. And it's like, it sucks that now everything's just computerized, but you know, back then they had to get super creative with how they would, uh, how they would make that happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so uh, we did have um, basically only two requests for it, and one was my sister and one is our friend Ashley. But uh, they did request that we talk a little bit about Harry Potter, so what better way to uh, talk about it than right now doing the best of the best? Um, so I'll say just because it's kind of broad, you can pick from either the books or the movies. What's what's your favorite moment of Harry you, Potter? You know, I... So I had when Harry Potter craze was going on, I had heard about it and I was like, ah, whatever, it's super dumb. I don't, I don't care. Some kids' fucking book. And I remember going to the movies, and I don't remember. We had gone with a group of friends, and like half of us wanted to watch one movie, so we saw one. The other half wanted to watch another movie, and I don't remember what it was. But I remember when when our movie finished, it was like, oh, it's still like forty five minutes till like the other group's movie finishes because we we're all gonna leave together. And they're like, I remember someone saying like, oh, well, let's just go watch part of Harry Potter, you know, double, double feature. And I was like, ah, fuck it, I guess I'm not going to be outside. So we go in and we watch from the beginning of the movie up until uh, the troll part uh, where there's a troll in the dungeon. Yeah. And uh, they were like, oh, yeah, dude, they're out. Let's go. And I was just like, I, I, I don't I mean, I, I, I don't want to go like I want to <laughs> I want to. I want to finish. And they're like, I thought you hated Harry Potter. I'm like, well, I didn't know that uh, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I totally regret all the shit I was talking. Like, I'm, I'm going to go read the book now. Like, I want to, I want to see what happens to, to this kid, you know? Um, so like that whole movie, like it just, it, it, it took something that I thought I would hate and got me to fucking just be like, yep, I'm an idiot. This is great. Um, and, <laughs> After that, I totally went and read whatever I could and, and watched all the movies. Yeah, I'd have to say, if I had to narrow it down to one scene that I really enjoyed, um, 
to and it's from for me it's from the book i think they did a good job of adapting it in in the movies as well um but in the book especially when he first goes to diagon alley which is like the marketplace for all the wizards i mean everyone's read harry potter i don't know why i have to explain it <laughs> but it's where they you know where he buys his wand and where he's they go to the candy store and you know there's like there's like the the forbidden book store and all that stuff to me that was such an amazing element of like world building where you know it it really made you feel like okay there are these wizards and they're just carrying on their normal lives without us knowing about it and this place has been there for hundreds if not thousands of years you know selling magical things to the wizarding community um, I really love that. And it's just like, it's such a great introduction into the wizarding world. Cause you're there with Harry for the first time. And you're like really finding out like, Oh my God, I didn't, you know, things you never would have thought of. Like, you know, the chocolate frogs and the, and the every flavored beans and shit like that. You know, it was just such an amazing introduction to his world. Um, that, that always really sticks with me when I, when I think of Harry Potter as the Diagon Alley. Yeah, and shout out to Universal Studios. Uh, they did a great job here, at least in uh, in SoCal. Like it's it's pretty good. Um, yeah, the I still haven't butter been. beer is good. Oh, dude, you gotta go. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> well, you could get the uh, butter beer spiked. Oh, nice spiked with the with real beer or. Yeah, uh, they put some kind of like cinnamon. Uh, they named it some kind of dragon, I think, whiskey or bourbon. Uh, but it has you like the cinnamon stuff. It has a cinnamon like uh, nice. almost like a fireball. Fireball, gotcha. Yeah, that sounds like good. I think I have, I have had like a uh, like a butterscotch soda, which uh, someone kind of equated to butter beer, um, and it was pretty good. So I do enjoy that. Um, we'll do. Uh, let's do one more, and this one's going to be kind of a big. Uh, I don't know. There's there's so many options to me. Um, was this? You said there was two requests. Is this the other request? I just want to make sure we get the request. Uh, I don't remember the other request now that I'm thinking about I it. I you said there was two. Oh, no, no. Uh, two people requested Harry Potter. Oh, gotcha. my, my sister and Ashley both said, more Harry Potter. And there you go. We did we did some Harry Potter. Um, This one is uh kind of in line with what we were talking about with the guys over on the uh, uh, Take a Knee for Marvel and DC. Um, What is the... Maybe we'll do a two-parter. The best scene from the mcu versus the best scene from the dceu so the marvel cinematic universe and the dc i think they call it extended universe um what would be your picks for each of those so you said for dc and for uh, marvel yeah we'll do one one for dc one for marvel ah uh, um Okay, well, DC, we talked about it yesterday, and it hasn't changed. It was the, uh, for me, the Batman fight scene. Me too, 100%. Like when, he, when he was fighting uh, the goons, um, how he used his environment and how he worked around the room. And, and like, the shadows. You could see and, the, yeah. yeah, you could see the fear in those guys' eyes. Um, that, to me, was great. Had they put that much energy into that whole movie, <laughs> it yeah. would have been great. Yeah, or all the movies, you know, like, you know, from Man yeah. of Steel, Green Lantern, even all the way up to Justice League and Wonder Woman. Um, uh, for, for me in Marvel now, I would say it's the first Avengers, the big battle scene in Manhattan. 
Yes. Um, it still it still gives me chills. Like all of it, all of it was fucking amazing. The action was great. Uh, Captain taking the lead. Uh, Captain, everyone's like following up. Like the Hulk showing up. He's like, I'm always angry. Like bam, and bashes the shit out of that uh, flying alien. Like when, all of it was amazing. When Iron Man shoots his laser at Cap's shield, and like yeah, I remember that scene specifically. I I like squealed like a little girl in the movie theater when that happened. Um, because, you know, I think a lot of people don't understand now, especially, you know, younger listeners that, you know, for you and me growing up reading comic books, comic books were the closest we could get aside from maybe cartoons like the, you know, we had the X-Men cartoon, the Spider-Man cartoon, but like comic books, you know, we never thought we would see a live action representation of those. And then the Spider-Man movies came out, right? And the or the Blade movies too. You know, were, were also very early movies, comic book movies, or Batman. You know, and they just they weren't the same. You know, they didn't take the same risks. They didn't have the same gravity that some of the comic book team ups had. But when Avengers came out, I remember thinking to myself, like, what a time to be alive and to be a nerd and to to really enjoy this stuff because. Here we have on the same screen, we have Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, the Incredible Hulk, Black Widow, and Hawkeye, all fighting against aliens together as the Avengers um, with Loki in the background. You know, it's just so amazing. That first scene was was fantastic. And I'll admit, that was originally the one I had written down for, for my favorite scene from all of Marvel. Um, that's hella funny but i changed it i changed it last minute when i was thinking about it this morning to the the minute that captain america picks up mjolnir mjolnir oh yeah fucking classic i mean going back to what i was saying about like you know things you never thought you would see in in cinema um and you know it's one of those things like we we talk a lot about on this show about things we wish would happen in like the next movie. Like it would be awesome if they did a live action miles Morales movie. Right. And who knows? We, we, you know, we might get there someday. Um, but you know, I always try to play the devil's advocate, you know, looking at it from the studio's point of view and, um, talking about like, do they want to take a risk on someone that the masses don't necessarily recognize as Spider-Man? You and I know Miles Morales. He's been he's been Spider Man for like I don't know eight years or something now, right? Um, yeah, maybe it's been a while. Maybe not that long, but like at least five years or something like that. They've had Miles Morales. You know, they had uh, you know uh, Tony Stark. Um, you know, has given up the helm of Iron Man occasionally, and you know, there's been you know Black Panther is now you know Storm is now Black Panther, and all these kind of things. Things that I think you know are cool in the comic books because it's like oh a new character is taking over the helm, but things that I don't think would ever translate into movies. And when it comes to Captain America picking up the hammer of Thor and fighting Thanos with it, that would be one of those things that I would have category categorized as like oh this will never happen. The studio is never going to make it so that Captain America is going to pick up Thor's hammer and you know use lightning and stuff. And then and then it happened in Endgame. And it was just like, holy shit. I can't believe they actually did it. It was 
It's like uh, Jeff Goldblum in um, in Jurassic Park where he's like, you did it. You crazy son of a bitch. You did it. <laughs> you know? And I was just, I mean, to me, it was just one of those things where, you know, it, it literally brought tears to my eyes watching it because it was just so awesome. And it's one of those things that, you know, I feel so lucky that we live in this golden age of comic book movies. And I know a lot of people say like, oh, you know, I don't want to see another comic book movies. But, you know, the, the stories that, that these movies are telling are so much better than a lot of these like quote unquote original movies coming out. You know, there's, there's so much emotion to them. A lot of this stuff hasn't been directly represented in comics. So they are writing new movies. You know, they, they're writing new stories just with characters that we've all kind of grown up with watching. So to me, that is, uh, that is my absolute favorite. Um, you know, I, I heard someone say that um, in age of Ultron, when, uh, Steve Rogers moves the hammer a little bit that he actually could have lifted it there but he didn't do it because he didn't want to hurt Thor's feelings yeah I don't know if that's accurate or not but it's just something that that was interesting to me I always thought that um, a, a big part of it was uh, you know his feeling guilty over um, over Bucky losing Bucky and that once he kind of reconciled that um, that's when he was able to lift it, you know, um, that he, he always, he always held himself responsible for losing his best friend back in, you know, 1941 or whatever. Um, and so that's why he, he didn't feel he was worthy enough and that's why he couldn't lift it. But, huh, you know, that's interesting. you know, who knows, you know, um, it, it, it all kind of depends on, um, you know, I guess what, what the, uh, Kevin Feige and all the fine people at, uh, Marvel, um, think uh, and, and I think, like I said in the DCU, I think you're right. I think the Batman scene is the best. Um, but just to make people upset, I my favorite part is uh, when Superman breaks Zod's neck. All right, <laughs> <laughs> you just want to piss people off. <laughs> just piss people off. Um, oh yeah, I the best part was uh, the when, CGI mustache of a uh, Superman. I yeah, think that exactly. Was that was great. I like when Batman uses guns. I'm like, finally, you know, finally he's been <laughs> doing what we've all been asking for. Um, I, I didn't care for all the speaking lines that Wonder Woman had. That was a little uncalled for. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, dude, no one was even talking to her. Why would she? <laughs> and I really like, liked. Like, I, I really liked when the uh, Flash choke slammed one of his fans. That was also yeah. That was also one very of my great. Favorites. Did it in the red coat even too. He stayed on brand. Yeah, he stayed on brand. I loved it. Um, I, I will say, I think that that uh, the scene where he breaks Zod's neck, I think people give him too much flack for that. They're like, "Oh, Superman would never do that." But remember, that was essentially an origin story movie. So, you know, it 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 goes to show that it could be like the reason why he doesn't kill people now. You know what I mean? Um, I get it. But uh, yeah, I think people are too hard on that movie. I'm a big. Like, I really like. Henry um, Cavill. Henry Cavill. Or Cavill. Cavill? Cavill? Um, but Henry that's Cavill. how much I love him. I don't know how to say his fucking last name. Yeah. No, um, I I thought his portrayal of, of Superman was great. And it, it, I, I was actually really bummed out when they said that he was no longer going to be. Well, he's, he, he's still kind of, he's still holding on that he'd, he'd be willing to do it again. But, you know, who knows what they're going to do with that. Um, the DC universe is so fucked right now. Like, who knows what's going to happen. I, 
I think they're just going to start over. I think they're just going to scrap it. I think Wonder Woman's going to be the last one. I think they're with the success that the Joker had. What about I, Shazam? I think just, you think we're going to get the uh, Black Adam movie? I, I don't know, man. I mean, it did generate some good money. I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy the villains. I thought the villains were, were right. a joke. But, just the creature uh, design, especially. I didn't mind Mark yeah. Strong as a villain, but the Seven Deadly Sins are just like, ugh. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Look like someone's final project for like you know CGI class or something. You know, it wasn't it wasn't great. And, and again, I did enjoy the movie, but that that part was like, Ugh. right, right. All right. Well, this has been uh, best of the best. We have some. Uh, we definitely have some more. Uh, topics that we'll we'll try to bring it back if you guys like it let us know and let us know what your favorite scenes are for star wars indiana jones the dceu the marvel cinematic universe and harry potter and uh, remember you're the best around All righty then. Well, I think that pretty much uh, does it for this episode. Um, uh, I fucking we, love that song. I just want it's to say. so good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't get sued for using it, but I don't care. We're not making money off of it. It's fine. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> come How on. How much is a part of nothing? Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I will say uh, to everyone out there listening, um, we have started a new uh, thing on our website. We're blogging. Which is really fun. I've had a lot of fun uh, writing these things. Um, so if you want to check those out, uh, it's nerdswithfriendspodcast.com. It's also a great way to either listen to the show, buy some of our uh, delicious Plum Deluxe tea. Plum Deluxe is still delivering during these trying times. So, you know, relax with some nerd tea confessions. Um, been getting a lot of good feedback on that tea. A lot of people really, really enjoying it. Also, make sure and check out the episode that we were on with uh, Take a Knee, Marvel, and DC. There's a lot of great stuff on there. Yeah. Uh, I know I had a lot of fun. Oh, super um, fun. Those guys are super nice. Um, and I, I will say, for some reason, you're listening to our episodes out of order. Uh, listen to our last episode with Book of Lies podcast. They were also really fun guests. Yeah. Um, it's really nice uh, you know, reaching out into our uh, podcasting community, getting to know some of the folks around there because you know, we're all making it you – know, doing the best we can with uh, these uh, interesting times. And luckily with podcasting, it's still relatively easy to, uh, you know, all get together and talk about the stuff that we really enjoy. Um, but yeah, you know, check out, our, check out the blog. Uh, let us know what you think. One cool thing. I think this is a really cool feature is you can actually create a login for our website now. Um, and you can comment, like, and follow different blog posts. Um, so if you guys want to start a discussion on there, um, we we are monitoring that, so you can, uh, you know, we can talk directly with us. Um, I've done two so far. One generally about the coronavirus and the shit we're going through together, but then another one about kind of how I got started in painting miniatures, um, and it kind of shows some of my progress as I've learned this new hobby. I've been doing for like I've only been doing it for I I thought about it the other day. I've only been doing it for like four months, four and a half months. Dude, the, um, the last one, I don't know if you've posted it, but the last one you sent me was fucking awesome. Yeah, I, if, I, I really If you haven't shared that. it, share it. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, 
for sure. You check out our Instagram um, at Nerds with Friend, um, and you'll see it on there. It was uh, kind of like I, I th- when I was painting him, I was kind of thinking like a uh, either like an evil sorcerer type guy or like a, a fallen paladin kind of thing. Um, he definitely has kind of an evil vibe to him. He's got some skulls hanging from his uh, from his belt, and um, he's got both an axe and a sword. So maybe he's like a dual wielding fighter or something like that. I don't know. What's I don't. It called? Is it Oath, Oathbreaker? The yeah, the Oathbreaker the Paladin. Paladin. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. And when I painted the little skulls on his, uh, that he has these skulls hanging from their hair on his belt. I painted red hair because I figured they were like dwarven skulls that he of like dwarves that he murdered. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> and uh, anyone's listening and like the minis, if you guys are running a game, I really want to play in one for, uh, via Skype, obviously. So. Uh, Please reach out. Ooh, I want to play some D&D. I may have an update for you on that. Uh, we'll talk about Ooh. it after the show. All right, everybody. Uh, so, yeah, again, all that information is at nerdswithfriendspodcast.com. Uh, we do appreciate you guys uh, listening to us. We hope this brings you some some joy and comfort in this these trying times. Thank you, Christian, for uh, being able to do this while we're all in quarantine. Appreciate uh, getting to hang out with you this way at least. Nothing's stopping me. Yeah, exactly. And to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This is Nerds with Friends. Thank you and good night.